This is the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 256. Join me this evening, Ian. I have voted. Have you? No, I can't vote till Tuesday, but I will vote. Yeah, no, no, here in Colorado, we just got our mail, mail-in ballots. Basically, everyone seems to have gotten yesterday. And oh, so your, your fraudulent ballots. already filled them out. You got yes, your fraudulent fraud. ballots. All right. Well, I've also got Mad Cat with me this evening. Mad Cat, have you, have you voted? I haven't voted. Yeah. You probably... They probably frown on you voting in our elections. I think they possibly do. I think there's a charge for that for Canadians. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just, we just, it's just a, a small fee, and you can vote in our elections. And we have the dumbass himself. I may be an amateur skeptic, but I'm a master debater. Oh, master debater. Debater. Master debater. I got it. No, I'm, I'm well aware of his, uh, you know, where his skills lie. Yes. Yes. We know. <laughs> Yes, voting. <laughs> voting is important. Get out and vote. And unfortunately, th- um, th- this will be out before the election. But l- so Texas, we have two weeks of early voting, which our governor tried to make one week. And the courts went, ah, no, I'm sorry, you can't do that. Uh, but they didn't let yep. Harris County send out um, election ballots, you know, letting everybody, you know, they were going to send information out and, and how to get a ballot. And that, uh-huh. that didn't work out for them. The courts said they couldn't do that. Because we are very much a voter suppression state here in in Texas, unlike Colorado, which is which of yeah, course we, has a much higher voter um, representation than we do, because they're they are all mail in. Yeah, it's been that way for some time now. I, I don't think quite ten years, but close to it. And I think we have more fraud as far as voting voters down here, as far as Republicans voting twice than you guys do. I think that I think that we may have had some issues with that. Showing that they tried to show that that you could vote twice, and of course they got caught. And I guess it, maybe they, that they, they just love demo- they just love democracy so much they want to participate in it as much as they can. Well, vote early, uh, vote often. Yes, if you love democracy, you take advantage of it as much as you can. This makes sense to me. It, it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what was being being said that the uh, liberals were going to do was use two votes. Here's the problem: the it, it, it's forecasting. Right Right. It, it's it's them. It's them in coded language telling everybody what they're going to do and blaming the Democrats for it up front for, for everything they're about to do. Obama's going to Obama's not going to leave the White House when, you know, when we have an election, you know, oh, well, he, he, he there was a peaceful transition of power. We ask our president, will there be a tra- uh, a, a, a transition of power? Wait, wait, is this going to happen? Well, we'll just have to see how the election goes. So if you lose, yeah. the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. uh, well, I, 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 on Twitter, someone made the comment about um, how the only that that you know basically repeating that you know the dead vote, um, the illegals are going to vote, all this other stuff, and um, they, they they tried to write evidence defending it, and the evidence defending it specifically said that there's only been a couple thousand proven. Um, Cases of fraud. And all that stuff does happen. But in all the cases of fraud proven in like 70 years, a thousand or so, I only think it was quite 2,000. I'm trying to remember the exact number. But it's like, okay, in 70 years, if that's how many cases of fraud proven, there has yet to be an election lost to fraud because that's too few cases to make a difference. Well, let's not forget Susan B. Anthony, right? She was she was convicted of voter fraud. Mm, yeah. <laughs> And, she, and, she, and that fraud was discovered. <laughs> and that fraud was discovered. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
Oh, oh, all, all the all the voting fraud that well, probably not all the voting fraud, but uh, we we catch voting fraud, and yeah. uh, I'd imagine we catch catch the vast majority of it. I mean, like there's no evidence of uh, massive voter fraud happening. No. Except for uh, um, the only evidence notice. we have of massive voter fraud happening is Trump said so. And, yeah, he was never <laughs> he said able it three to prove times, it. So it's true. Yeah, no doubt. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so actually, listeners, um, one of our themes tonight is voting. So yep. while this is our normal kind of exchange at the beginning of it, it is actually relevant to the podcast itself for once. We're also going <gasps> to disappoint perfume companies, though. Don't forget that. Perfume companies. Yep. Are voting? Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I should no. bring this up at the start just because it's uh, kind of a breaking uh, new thing. We uh, <clears throat> probably don't have much to discuss about it. But uh, did you hear that the New New England Journal of Med- Medicine published an editorial condemning Trump, the Trump administration, for its response to COVID nineteen? No, I missed that. <sighs> what a surprise! I mean, like, yeah. Uh, let me uh, read this quote here. Okay. Uh, the reason, the reason. Hold on. Uh, trying, I had to see more, and then it took me to another thing. Hold on. Uh, the reason we've never published an editorial about elections is we're not a political journal and don't think that we want to be a political. But the issue here is around facts, not around opinion. There have been many mistakes made that were not only foolish but reckless, and I think we warrant uh, people to realize that there are truths here, not just opinion. We want people, not warrant, sorry. We want people to realize that there are truths here. Not- and so is there any, any points that they point out up front that you can, in that article, that you can mention? But they say that the um, Trump administration I, I is only, the I only basically skimmed through the article. Uh, I've got uh, the uh, this quote uh, from this uh, uh, thing I've got here. Um, I, I'm not uh, fully versed on uh, all the stuff in there. I just wanted to bring it up and say, wow, this is, uh, and it's kind of unprecedented. Yes, it is. Well, okay. Well, since it's not in the document, unfortunately, we got to move on. Um, but I, that, that's the kind of science stuff that actually is really important to cover. What 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 was done wrong and, and you know what what can be done better next time? You know what? Uh, we'll we'll uh, make that make a note to cover that in more detail in the next episode. Excellent. Okay. All right. Well, I think we we better we better get on with it because while we don't have a lot of things, I think the things we do have are going to be uh, <laughs> big discussions. So uh, <laughs> I guess we know what 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 time it is, don't we, Mad Cat? Uh, what time it is? Well, we all know that it is Ian and Dumbass's Masturbation Moment. Brought to you by the Dumbass Media The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment. Brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire. Bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. First one we've got here, Ian put in, sex shops send free sex toys to women who pledge to vote in election. And this what is... the fuck about men? <laughs> why, why don't you think men want sex toys in order of, I'll, I'll pledge to what, vote in the U.S. elections what? if you send me a sex toy. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it, but I'll pledge to do it. <laughs> well, maybe a coupon for the prostitute next door or something? <laughs> oh. oh, I just said bad things oh. about my neighbors too. That's not good. <laughs> I have no evidence of so that. So anyway, um, this sex shop um called Erotic in uh, Montana basically plans to send about um over two thousand red, white, and blue vibrators to women across the country. 
And uh, one of the reasons I, I had to put this article in here is this next line. Um, it's not a Republican orgasm or a Democrat orgasm. It's an American orgasm. Someone ha has to help us come together. <laughs> nice. Oh. Nice. Come off it. <laughs> oh, I, I, the, the concept I loved as it was, but the fact that he actually said that, and it's an actual quote of his, like, too Ooh. perfect. <laughs> I watched my woman diddle herself with her vibrator. It was the most patriotic thing in American <laughs> ball. Eagle flew in, landed on my shoulder. Tear ran down my cheek. <laughs> and we shot off those guns. Well, I just hope they don't go off prematurely and they're able to vote. <laughs> <laughs> and then an American flag dropped down behind me. <laughs> you no, know, it does go into some facts, like talking about how apparently, um, from what's been reported... 14% of women in the United States have never had an orgasm. We've talked about so, that before. You know, the, Poor people. Yeah, we've talked about stuff like that as well. But, so the article does go into him talk, not only talking about you know getting them out to vote, but talking about trying to help women um, get more out of their sex lives. I mean, and but that's, that's so. almost certainly an undercount. Uh, women, a lot of women uh, probably don't want to admit to it. Right. So can I just say the, the problem that I have with this article... It's this picture of the um, England's prime minister on the front there, you know, angry Gary Busey. Um, that, that's not helping, you know, with orgasms. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's just one of those. Um, this is from the independent.co.uk, yeah. right? Is it, it, you know, so it's a UK. They didn't uh, set up the magazine properly. <laughs> We're talking about orgasms and then we got that face right in front of us. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. But yeah, hey, so um, you know, this, I, yeah, re regretfully knowing our time frame, this um, podcast itself won't be until after the election. So regretfully, we can't actually, you know, I, I doubt um, our female listeners will actually have a chance to take advantage of this. It'll be up before the election. Okay, it would, but it right. won't be up before before early voting starts in Texas. Right. But it will get so. Out. Yeah. Oh no wonder so, people laughed at me when I said that I got a bullet. <laughs> I got one of those bullets, you know, the, the, the little thing, mixers, right? huh? The, the little mixer things. Yeah, and okay. I said that, and someone laughed at me, and I didn't know why, and they kept on laughing, and it's like there are bullet vibrators. Oh, <laughs> there's also bullet bourbon and bullet rye. <laughs> yeah, just, okay, now I know. Why do they have a picture of this guy here? That's that's angry Gary Busey. That's the prime minister of the UK. Yeah, I know. That's that's what yeah, you just no, said and everything, the, but it's, it's uh, what? I take that back. That, that's a happy Gary Busey. The, there's a quiz. There's another article on the site that they have. It's random. It has nothing to do with this article in itself. No. We are under-orgasming, particularly women, he said. Wrong place for that. Wrong place for <laughs> this is what I, this is what I'm talking about. That's what I was saying. It's it's the wrong place for it because it makes it look like he's part of it. That's what I said. He might be though. Oh my god! Who wants to take a picture of this and send it off to uh, send it off to the UK? Might get in trouble. That is funny. That is funny. And there's a quiz, too, so. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I don't, I don't have the, 
I hope it if it doesn't change. I'll, I'll don't still you love it when you. I'm actually awake? Right. Well, I mean, I I already covered it, and so you woke up after I covered it. That is true. Good point. <laughs> Although it also um, adds a whole different thing. If you look at it, it says who said it, and then we are under orgasm, particularly women. He said exactly. Who said it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brian. It's okay. <laughs> The brain woke it, up and said, "Hey, this is something neat." It, well, it's funny because I was just said it. I, I was just talking about it, so so it, it's quite funny that you know that that was your next remark. Yeah, uh, I'm sort of awake. <laughs> All right, what else we need to cover from this article? Now that's been derailed. <laughs> by, by, I think we got the basics. Actually, that uh, Gary Busey always looks angry. This this actually is probably happy Gary Busey. Out of every three orgasms, men have two and women only have one. We have a fixable problem. Yes. Men need to stop orgasming as much. <laughs> Is that not your takeaway from this? They'll never get a vibrator because they don't want to put it on their credit card. <laughs> Why? Does it do something to the credit card? <laughs> not that I'm aware of. <laughs> Are they afraid to mess up their credit card? Let, let me yeah. just say it this way. It's never hurt mine. <laughs> there was one time I bought. Yeah, they're afraid of somebody seeing the credit card bill. I think there was one time I bought an adult gift for my ex-wife when we were um, drilling a newly couple, and I didn't. I had forgotten I'd done it. I couldn't figure out who it was by. So I, I was calling the um, my bank to try and figure out, you know, okay, what's this charge? Who was it? Because I didn't recognize it, and they wouldn't tell me. They were saying stuff like, um, well, it's kind of like a um. Oh, uh, 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 you know, and they're really, and they were trying to say, um, like maybe, you, um, you, you might be buying a gravestone. I think they were trying to get me hints that, you know, I don't want to try to, and, but they wouldn't tell me, you know, what the type of company was. And they were giving me kind of hints that maybe, um, investigating could get me in trouble kind of thing. Luckily, I then, like, a, a little bit later, looked and I was like, oh, that's night. Okay. I know exactly what it was. <laughs> but it, it was really just trying to get someone to tell me what type of co- company that was from the codes, they were almost embarrassed to talk about it. That is funny. They probably were. Yeah. Uh, Anymore, I buy them from Amazon when I buy your books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, hey, I mean, I had to deal with this stuff with uh, Yahoo. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. When I, I was working as uh, um, email and then phone for, uh, through a different company for them. And there was one guy who called up and was really mad because his mother was, he couldn't give the number of his credit card or anything, but uh, his mother was using his credit card to <laughs> run a, run a porn job. On nice. <laughs> and he was trying to get it down. <laughs> it's like, you have to know your credit card number and the numbers on it. Can't give me any information on it. Boy, he could swear very nicely. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Uh, I've got one. I've got, I had I had a little fun. Um, oh, did you? Was it good for you? It was for me, but maybe not for the other woman. Uh-oh. The well, other I just, woman? Wait, wait, I just called is there something about wait, you we don't sorry, know? I'm sorry. Um, what, what I would say is that, yes, it, it was good for me, but statistically, I don't know if it was good for her. She had a one in three shot. <laughs> True enough. Uh, what is this one? No one bit that they might prefer them. Dumbass. Oh. Uh, so, are your sexual fantasies normal, dumbass? <laughs> Not one bit, and that's the way I prefer them. 
I, I I'm looking at that going, why why is that no? Oh, it's a setup. <laughs> <laughs> it's a setup. It's a setup. <laughs> so actually, I'm gonna go. I so I found that I found that video, and it links to to an actual um uh study that was done. Uh, scientists have discovered how um common different sexual fantasy how how common how how discovering how common different sexual fantasies are and and i think we've talked about this stuff before um and i, I think we've talked about it a lot but th- this was a pretty good study pretty uh, and what i liked about it is it is it was pretty good about differentiating between what what men were interested into in in what men were or women were and which fantasies that you know they were most interested in and if you as you're going through this like if you go down to the graphic, um, you, you you can see that there's some pretty. Some of them are very very polar differences. So, um, women are here in blue, and uh, male females are in blue, males are in green. And group sex was equal almost. Males fantasized about it a little bit more than women did. <clears throat> and then um, and then sex in a certain spot was definitely a female. Females uh, carried that one. With a stranger, females carried that one. I'm I'm actually kind of shocked by this. Sex with a sex with a was sex with a stranger more, more that that more women were interested in that than men. Well, uh, I I think I think I see where you're coming from here. The um because uh, like uh, women uh, tend actually not uh, to uh, uh, from studies t- tend uh, not to uh, uh, go out with uh, strangers as uh, like just a stranger asking a, a woman out that uh, women tend to be more reserved about that kind of thing but uh, in terms of fantasy it, it doesn't really surprise me uh, all that much because uh, pretty much uh, uh, any uh, romance novel you find uh, okay it's, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a cliche but you know the whole tall dark handsome stranger thing right. or else it's somebody from somebody from her past that she's now able to deal with on a uh, on a more adult level now. Well, this is stranger though. That wouldn't be a stranger. I know, but he did bring up romance novels. Oh, okay. Well, oh, it is, it is very show. interesting how much highly uh, women prefer like a certain spot. Like I guess it's like the setting or whatever. Like uh, maybe, yeah. Um, uh, I guess examples of that would be maybe like sex on a beach or uh, right. I, I, no, that's so, what I was figuring. There's too much and sand. Like, Does anybody want sex on a beach? I mean, really. Unless you're talking about unless you're talking about the cocktail, people, which is delicious. Okay, we're talking and over each other. Mac first. I, I said people tend to continue ordering it. So bartenders have to make it. Okay. You went where I did. <laughs> okay. And it's delicious, by the way. It's a good cocktail. It's made with peach schnapps. How can you go wrong? Just like the <laughs> long, slow, comfortable double entendre. Exactly. Although I'm, I'm more puzzled by how few males, um, according to this, uh, fantasize about sex with a stranger. I would think that'd be the females. Not, you know, okay, that's high, but the males being so low is what's more puzzling to me. I would they, think that would be maybe maybe they don't higher. need to maybe they don't need to fantasize about it because they're out doing it like yeah, real I men. Know, maybe yeah. because um, I, I imagine maybe male sexual fantasies are more about either people they know or um or television personalities. Yeah, it's about it's about possession of somebody that that they have a connection with, somebody that they see often. Yeah, but you know, you normally hear more of that coming from the female side than the male side. That's the thing. Supposedly, the macho male thing is, um, you know, getting the notch on your bedpost. It, yeah. You know, you're not supposed to be concerned about connections. Well, are you ready for Are you ready for the next one? Bend over and take it. Yeah, receiving anal sex. Well. Yeah, more receiving, men. It, yeah, more men are fantasizing about receiving anal sex than women. And maybe this is because 
once again, that this is not a fantasy for women. <laughs> well, and, and maybe maybe it's I'm I'm guessing that this statistic went up substantially after Ryan Reynolds did that in Deadpool. <laughs> because if Ryan Reynolds can do it, all right. Uh, uh, regretfully, th- this article's from 2014. Ah, so fail. It's that old, this huh? It's going to be a little bit before that. I, I was hoping it was more modern than that. I guess I didn't check the date. It's still good stuff. <clears throat> and then receiving oral sex. Men, of course, outnumber women as far as, yeah. as, far as this being a fantasy. And that's another interesting one because you'd think women would be, you know, from what we all gathered. We, all the women don't get it. Yeah, yes. well, I think women are more, from what I've seen in my experience, I think women are more disgusted with the idea of doing it all in all. You know, oh, I, I uh, it's an going. interesting thing, you know, because I don't understand. I, I, I think I don't. I, I, uh, I fantasize about uh, doing uh, oral sex, but I don't uh, never fantasize about receiving oral sex. I mean, uh, uh, like it feels nice, I guess, but it, it's not a sexy sight for me. It's not something that turns me on. I'm, I'm with dumbass on this one. Mm, I, my ex-wife had huge issues over oral sex, both receiving and giving. There was some really awkward stuff there, and a lot of it was... See, I think she did find it rather disgusting, even for, uh, for me to perform it on her. I, I don't know Whether about not- everybody else, but uh, but me personally, I'm going to speak for the rest of the people on the podcast. We'd like to hear more about Lorelai's in, in, instead of your ex-wife. Who <laughs> <laughs> are recent? That, yeah, that, 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 uh, with Lorelai, everything goes just the opposite <laughs> in, in discussing sex. So... <clears throat> No, see, see I, honestly, she could probably write some interesting books if she wanted to. Nice. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I can understand. She does have uh, authorial, uh, authorial desires, so she probably could write some interesting books. Anyway, so hmm. the the what the takeaway from the video that I put up there from um, what is her name, Doctor? Mm, what was her name? If I click on that, it's going to play. I'll risk it. I think it's pretty short, though. It is. That's what she said. Um, she's on YouTube as uh, Sex with Dr. Jess. And basically what, what she says is whatever, whatever your fantasy is, it's okay. And, and, and if, if you know that you have a fantasy that you wouldn't actually want to act out, that that's a good thing because, because it means that you, you're, you're capable of making a distinction be, you know, between your fantasies and, 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 what is, and what is reasonable. You know, I, I totally agree. Um, I've uh, I've done online things with uh, plenty of women, and I've been exposed to many unusual fantasies, uh, many of which uh, would be uh, immoral if they were acted out into life. But, you know, <coughs> uh, I, I know that these people uh, don't want these things to happen in real life. This is just a, a fun little unrealistic... Uh, well, a fantasy by, by nature is supposed to be unrealistic, I think. You're, you're, you're putting things to extremes in certain ways, and... Uh, uh, having fun with it, it doesn't mean that that's something you want to do in real life. Yeah, and okay, I think immoral, that and, immoral by what standard? Well, okay, having sex with kids, right? Okay. And and that's on here. Um, I yeah, forget all the way at the bottom of the list. Oh yeah, um, I, I've uh, like there there are some girls who are into uh, DDLG stuff, and they like to uh, imagine themselves as uh, a, 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 at a younger age. Um, uh, age play uh, is a fairly common thing. It doesn't not necessarily in DDLG, but uh, yeah, uh, 
uh, age flip, a lot of people want want to imagine themselves as a younger person, and uh, it gets kind of tricky there because it's like, uh, well, is that is, is you don't want to imagine your partner as uh, younger, but you want to imagine yourself as younger? Is that uh, pedophilia? I don't think it is. No, I don't think so either. And I think that, and uh, there's not in it's it's okay for you and your partner, or or you and somebody of age to play that way. <coughs> Um, yes, but, I've, ta- I've talked to you, uh, several age players, and uh, they have absolutely no interest in uh, actually doing something with somebody who's actually underage. And I think that right. most of the time, I think that most of the time when even people, if they have a fantasy about a child, and they say under the age of 12, um, that they, they know that that's not something they actually want to do. It may be a fantasy, and fantasies aren't illegal. And fantasies aren't immoral, and it's not okay for you to talk. It's okay for you to talk to your partner about them, but it's not okay to go find a twelve-year-old and they know that. Right. Most people know that. Yes, exactly. And some of it, yeah, you know, I I don't get the idea, the choking stuff. I um I could never do that to a, a woman. Um, I've been at exhibits of showing the rope play and stuff like that. My problem with that is every time I see a woman get tied up, my main thought isn't about the sexuality of it. It's about how does that hurt? Is that uncomfortable? Because I'm not necessarily thinking of it in a sexual way right off bat. My first thought is how, how's it making her feel? Sure. And you know, um, I saw, I saw this meme. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So, so a lot of that kind of play, I guess I understand the fantasy of it, but it, it, I can't actually do it myself because I can't do the, get to the point where I think I'm doing any kind of discomfort to my partner. Hmm. Uh, Asphyxiation. It makes me nervous because you really can't you know, hurt somebody gonna, that way. You know, kill somebody. I was going mean, to bring up this. I was going to bring up this. That I thought it is kind of dark humor. I'm not sure if I should now. <laughs> well, I, I, we, we, but we've come to the part in the article where I'd like the rest of you to be quiet, and I'm just going to ask um, uh, Dom ask some questions and take some notes. I'm going to start at the top of the <laughs> list. <laughs> Yes, dumbass fantasizes about you. We've already established that. Oh, okay. I was just going to say that the asphyxiation stuff, that is how we lost David Carradine. That is true. But I suppose that there's a safe way to do it. I don't know what it is, and and that one does make me uncomfortable. But I understand a lot of other BDSM stuff. I get that, you know. Well, I don't mean the spanking and stuff so much. Spanking's great. Yeah, but there's certain areas that... It feel it, it seems to me like it can't be pleasurable, but it, it's my perceptions mm. that get in the yeah, way. Yeah, see that—that's the problem right there. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, uh, your fantasies are okay. Talk to your talk to your partners about them, and uh, and 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 take advantage of them where you can to make sex better. And knowing is half the battle. Fair enough. All right. What do we got here next? No follow up to the last podcast. Oh yeah, this is me again. So. Cuties, which uh, where it isn't, it is ready to go. I was waiting for artwork. I was really hoping to have some artwork for this one. You will have some artwork for this one, but by, by tomorrow evening. Sure. Okay. Good. Okay. <clears throat> um, they they've been indicted. They've been indicted by a very small um, county here in Texas with twenty two thousand people, and um, <laughs> the and I don't at see first, why there was no sex in it whatsoever. There was nothing. Yeah, except for some set, uh, smutty dancing. So I, I want to bring something. I want. I, I want to bring something up here. Okay. I think there. Uh, 
there's a, a, a big uh, a part of this that we kind of missed in the last episode. Okay. Um, uh, we, we, we spent a lot of time uh, focusing on uh, the visuals of the uh, poster that uh, Netflix put out for. But I think, um, and I'm sure that is a, a big part of it, but I think an even bigger part of it is just the name of the movie itself. I think if uh, if the if the movie was called something like The Dance Crew, that there wouldn't be as much of a fuss over it. Mm. Okay, that's an interesting point that I hadn't considered. Um, yeah, maybe maybe then, but I think the name was very much intentional. I, I um, yeah. What's what was the French name? Um, I mean, it was basically, um, yeah. I, boy, I, I don't know. So the the first one that I've got yeah, here, yeah, it's like because like you put you put the in big uh, letters the word cuties, and then these girls underneath them, it kind of implies. Hey, look at these sexy cuties. Yeah, and, and Netflix, and that's exactly what Netflix was doing. And and they realized early on that that, that that was a bad move, and they changed it. But yeah, certainly their advertising for this was negligent, right? It, it doesn't right. It doesn't change the fact that the movie wasn't what, what they were advertising. Um, but yeah, it was not good. So the, the indictment that I see... Um, uh, they, they only show, I only saw the front first pages, and I went looking everywhere for a copy of this indictment. I can't find it. I, I thought that I thought that this kind of stuff um, was supposed to be available. And may, may, I don't know. Maybe since it's a small county, I would have to write them to get a copy of this. But I really wanted to get a copy of the indictment. Um, Actually, you, the name was Menos Menos in uh, French, and that means yeah. in English means what in English? Cute. Cute. Okay. That's why they called it the cuties. Okay. So, um, but basically, what they're they're claiming that it's um, uh, this this is not a good article. My first one is not good. The slate one's good because the slate one is written by a lawyer, <laughs> and, and so that's what I was looking for is somebody that had, could review the indictment that was the actual lawyer, and the the indictment is this is where is it in here? Hmm. It's it's basically an obscenity thing, and and basically that you know that that you know that it's obscene images of of young children. It was inappropriate to to criminalize the possession, creation, or sale of obscene content. Yeah. So here, so here's the, here's the thing. What's important is that what is it? What is it? What do the statutes call for for it to be obscene? Um, or even let's see, uh, what's more, even pornography isn't in itself uh, understood or presumed. But you know, the, the thing about it is, like, um, they're wearing uh, tight-fitting outfits, but that's not unusual for dancing. Mm -hmm. um, the, the big, the big thing there, there was no real nudity or anything. The big thing was the poses they were in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. No, but no, they're, they're... we go back. Both Brooke Shields and Dodie Foster played underage prostitutes. And Brooke Shields, at the age of fifteen, did Blue Lagoon. Which she was basically naked in most yeah, of it. Yeah, it's like no, the, the, this is one of those things where why are you, you know why are you suddenly going after this one? And, and those are just three films. There are okay. so many other films historically that have um, utilized um, underage girls to get a point across at times. And uh, that so, one that Jodie Foster did was is still lauded as being uh, a phenomenal piece of cinema. Yeah, and that's Martin Scorsese there. Okay, so under so under the First Amendment, uh, from the First Amendment, uh, thanks to the Supreme Court's decision in Miller versus California, in uh, see the Supreme Court <laughs> outlined three part test for what kind of expression ex, uh, um, expression work qualifies as uh, 
prosecutable obscenities. Okay, and so this is what's important. So there's three things that three criteria it has to meet. Um, I don't know if you could find that, Mac. Maybe it'd be easier if you read it. Than you me. picked the okay. lewd exhibition of genitals or public. No, 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 no. Before that, no, no. You're, 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 you're jumping ahead. It's up. It's up oh, at the okay. top there. I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. You you're too far. It is the three things, but this is the these are the three things set out by the by the Miller versus Cal, Miller, Miller versus California in the Supreme Court. Um, one, w- would the average person apply contemporary community standards oh, find that the find that the work takes taken as a whole appeals to pruent intentions? Uh, the last term is Prurient. is what is it? Prurient, Prurient intentions. intentions. The last term is code for unhealthy sexual arousal. Purient comes from the Latin word for itch. Yeah, and, and like said, <laughs> that's number one. Like, like we talked about, it seemed like the movie went out of its way to make sure it wasn't doing that. Yeah, it made no, it all feel uncomfortable. Right, exactly. You can't watch it and not be uncomfortable. So, so okay. So, so we we can. I mean, we we're already going to strike number one Shh, out. Does the work yeah. present uh, presented in um, in a patently offensive way? Any sexual or excretory behavior that is specifically defined as potentially obscene by applicable state law. So that that, that one, is vague. That's vague. It and is very vague. vague. Yeah. And you know we don't know what Texas state law is regarding obscenity. I, I think that I think is real easy. Are you open carrying? Nope. That's obscene. So none of the girls in the movie were open carrying. So so is so I it's obscene. I think that's a shoe in right there. Strap a gun to any one of these girls, and we're fine. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, that, that one's too vague and too open ended. That's it. Doesn't matter. We've already crossed out number three. Even if they can apply number two, it doesn't matter because you have to meet all three. The third one: yeah. Does the work taken as a whole lack any serious artistic, literary, social, or scientific value? Yep, it's and a, that's that. Uh, but, uh, I no. mean that that's the that's the one that I think uh, is just like there is no such thing as uh, as any work of art that doesn't have uh, uh, such value. I don't think there is any yeah. such thing. Well, you be asked that of our new Supreme Court justice, um, <laughs> and and um, and I and imagine you'll get a different answer from her. Well, it depends on what her husband thinks. <laughs> Good point. Um, I mean, even even the most offensive stuff that you really disagree with, it still it still has a value in showing you what the other side thinks and uh, the arguments that they're making and uh, what's going on there. Well, and, and the fact and, that, and, and, and it uh, and it fleshes out their feelings that has artistic value. Well, and social value. The fact that it started a conversation yeah. about about whether it's appropriate or not is immediately social value. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, and then what you're talking about, so the reason that they can prosecute this in Texas, right, and probably not anywhere else, is because pre- Texas has taken it upon themselves to expand the, um, porno- uh, um, is it child pornography laws? And so that's what, that's what you started to, to read, is that, so these, these are the three things that in Texas to prosecute it, it's going to have to meet. Okay. And so, and so that's so, what you yeah, started that, to that's read. That's so. It depicts lewd exhibition of genitals or public area of an unclothed, partially cloth, a clothed child who was younger than 18 years of age at the time the visual media was created. That, okay, well, right there, they need to outlaw um, child beauty pageants, which they have regularly in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's exactly what they're saying. They, they need to outlaw they have child beauty, beauty pageants, pageants too, don't they? What? Don't they have the baby beauty pageants too? Oh, probably. 
Uh, I'm yeah. sure that, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But yeah, that, uh, that, that's one of the things I've been pointing out is cuties is no worse than a child beauty pageant. That rule oh, right yeah. there sounds like um, Porchly Cloth, Art Cloth Child, they're, they're, exhibi- they're exhibiting these, these clothed children of um, under 18 as, as if they're not emphasizing um, you know, th- them in a sexual manner. So are that's we, lewd are exhibition. We, are yeah. we determining that dance clothes are not clothing? Well, we're they not. They can be quite lewd. <laughs> they can be very lewd. They, they, they uh, were. Here's the thing: is that I, I, that's so you were debating partially clothed. Those kids were clothed. I'm, I mean, yes. Well, no, it actually says art clothes. You could not see their clothes. Yeah. Anything. There is. It's a lewd exhibition yeah. of clothed children. The way this reads, it can be fully clothed children, but it's lewdly exhib- um, exhibition of them. Well, which, I, like I said, beauty pageants would fall into that undeniably. I've already told you what <laughs> lewd means in Texas. <laughs> Number two. So, go ahead. <laughs> two appeals to uh, prud. What? What am I saying? I'm saying this wrong again. Pr- prudent. Pr- pr- prudent. Prurient. 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 No, no D. No D. Prurient in te- in in Texas. Interest, interest in, in sex. sex. Okay. Which what of course. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, it seems, it seems right. like Brian wanted the D. I wanted. I want the D. I want. Can I buy? Can I buy a D? Even though it's not a vowel. Can I? Um, <laughs> prurient intention isn't. Isn't that the term for obscene law, obscenity law? Right. Having, so, having or encouraging an excessive interest in sexual matters. Yeah. So. So here's what the. F- how, why is that illegal? It. it, it well, because it's Texas, and they're not. And they're not. They're not packing. If, if anything, heat. that's a healthy thing. Unless I'm misinterpreting <laughs> something within that word. That, that's, that's a good thing to do. Because that means you're busy encouraging talking about it. It, 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 it. I'm trying to figure out how you take that meaning to be something negative. So this this is it's different neutral. because the, this is this is the the statute that they're prosecuting under isn't obscenity, right? It's it's a it's a um a, pro, a, tra- a child prostitution law or something. Uh, where is it? It's in here. You know, the bottom line is it's, it's child porn law. It's a child we're, porn we're, law. We're looking at it on the on the standpoint of you know. I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. I know what yeah, I like. Also, basically, says comprehensive sex education is illegal. Well, okay. We're to check this yeah. more. All right. And they, but, the people who the people who are involved in this case would consider themselves to be a reasonable person uh, in the sure. sense now, that uh, a reasonable person would think this. I don't know. I just so you know, I, I, I took the full term and I put it in, and I got legal definition. And the legal definition of the full term purient interest is. Lustful interest in sexual stimulation or gratification. Okay, that's what they're using, probably. Yeah. Right. But remember, when you start talking about, you know, their their child and some of the some of the you know their sex education laws and stuff like that, I got to live here. I'll do the bashing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll All right. Give you that. But once more, we've already <laughs> talked about how the movie seemed to go out of its way to avoid that, make you uncomfortable with um, the idea of it. <laughs> it sure did, and it, it was extremely uncomfortable. And number three has no serious literary artistic. Uh, political or scientific value, and it, and, it, and we've already covered and that. We've covered it. And here's the thing: so, so he, so this art, so the author says three strikes and you're out. Uh, th- I, I recommend reading this article. It, it is written by a lawyer. That's one of the reasons I, that I, I chose it because most of the other crap that I'm seeing is not written by lawyers, and this one is. That this this is a fraudulent lawsuit by by a prosecutor yeah. in Texas trying to make a name for himself. Well, here's here's my thought on this. You're talking about it having political value. So the fact that they 
made this case up in the first place <laughs> actually invalidates their entire claim that it, it has no political value. Yeah, because this is all about political <laughs> value. It's all about political oh, yeah. value. It has a social value because it gives people a social view into different things. Yeah, it does. But And if people really watch this film, the, the, I mean, and, and the, the guy who, who, who um, the... Uh, Most of the people haven't even seen it. So the, the yeah. district attorney, Lucas... Um, it's the, the artist formerly known as Spider. <laughs> they th- he takes some pot shots at him. Uh, Spider, uh, so Babin, uh, thinks he can prosecute Netflix in Tyler County, Texas, population 22,000. Here's the thing. The other, the other piece of this is that if, if they really thought this was going to go anywhere, and I don't think they do, the cost to this, to this little community is going to be outrageous because I guarantee you Netflix has more money than that community and yeah. and they can't afford to prosecute if for this to go any further they've got to get they've got they, they need money to, to move this forward and maybe they can get it I don't know but that that city government doesn't have have what what it's going to take to prosecute this I don't think this, this is just about about a news headline and and they, yeah. and it was probably easy. I don't know much about about Tyler. I'm going to assume that it's a pretty Republican town, and I'm going to assume that that it would that that was a good place to to put a grand jury together where you know that they would indict. Right. Right. They they and they probably didn't have to watch the movie for the indictment. They were probably able to indict based on the information they were given. And if and if you cherry pick, and I don't know, I haven't read the indictment. I I, I was looking for it, and not that I could read it with any you know. And, and, and know what I'm looking at, but at least I could look for things like they watched the film or, and stuff like that. I, I don't know what evidence they were presented. It eventually we'll know because it, all that will be public. It has to be right. I mean, they, once once the indictment is is uh, is delivered, all of that information, you know, will will become public. So we'll know what the grand jury is actually convicting on. And I and I'm and I would uh, venture to guess that it's pretty well cherry picked. Yeah. It, and and maybe it was and and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that wasn't necessary in Tyler, Texas, because because I'm imagining that Texas is a pretty good place where you can get to where you can you know call in a, a group of people in a small town like that and assume you're going to get a bunch of you know right wing you know extremely white right, white wing churchgoers who are willing to indict on something stupid like this. Oh yeah. And I have to live here. Yeah, I'll do the bashing. Preview. <laughs> What's that? Politics. Yeah. If you just based on what how Netflix advertised the show, <laughs> there's there, there's a potential case there. If you actually watch the movie, not so much. Right. And, and this guy, you know, who after Babin re- watched the movie, he says, I, 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 he, that's when he thought he could get an indictment based on watching the movie. So he claims to have watched the movie. I don't know for sure. I, I suspect that that maybe he did, and he doesn't care. The Ted Cruz connection to this. All it makes it all the more news, you know, new newsworthy headline, right? Because Ted Cruz right. is is trying to get uh, Bill Barr to go to indict them, but Bill Barr is obviously too busy with his number one client. <laughs> yeah, that's straight out of the article too. <laughs> that's that's exactly what the guy writing the article said. That <laughs> they're not they're not they're not going to try to do this because they, they there's nothing there's nothing to convict on. Right. But for a but for a small guy trying to make a name in Tyler, Texas, yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe maybe this is good enough for to get him as the political bump he needs. Yeah, but the thing about it is also, as far as Bill Barr goes, it doesn't it doesn't cause him to have any sort of a conflict of interest because we all know that uh, 
his number one client is actually hypocrisy proof. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, this this was a good article because at least it talks about actual um, information from the indictment. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't link to the indictment, and I wish it did. Um, I think that we could glean a little bit more information by looking at it. I'd really like to know what was shown to the grand jury that they're actually convicting on, uh, or try, or 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 issued the indictment upon. Of course, you know everything comes out in 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 prosecution. There's just no way, even in Texas. <laughs> I I don't I don't think that it stands a chance, even in this political climate. Um, I mean the compromises that we'd be making as a as a country to you know to start indicting over this stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you did notice. You did notice who we elected for president. Well, four years ago, but not a majority of people. I know, but I'm just saying that some of those compromises have already been made. Well, you're right. The, the, the people they're packing the court with might want to run with this, and and that's part of the yeah, problem. But you know, I, I have to just throw in here real quick that I have a lot more respect for them now that he he intentionally caught COVID just to prove it was no big. <laughs> you yeah. going to set that up? Well, that's 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 bravery. Yeah, that's valor. And anyway, yeah. Um, who's the guy who who wrote the um the the stuff about guns and um he had all the documentaries, um the Columbine documentary. Michael Michael Moore. Michael Moore thinks that he doesn't have it and that he's just and he's just weaponizing it for political purposes. (laughs) (laughs) I read when I read I saw the headline. I guess I didn't read the whole story, but he's it. But it seemed to indicate that Michael Moore didn't think he was above you know uh, pretending to have COVID for for, you know to try and. Oh, I don't think he's above that. No, I don't either. I, I think he's. I don't think he's above that. In the sense that the ground is not above the clouds. All right. <laughs> how votes are counted. Let, let, let's go ahead and do how votes are counted. Yeah. So this came because um, here in the United States, we have a certain individual who is dead set on proclaiming how big and regular fraud is within our system. And one of the things he has talked about is how uh, is we have to watch how the ballots get counted once they get turned in. Somehow... As far as I can figure, he pictures someone actually standing there reading out the actual results and tallying them somehow. Because the way it sounds is that people can somehow open every single ballot, look at them, and decide what to do with them. Um, so it's like, okay, let's do some research as exactly um, how this system goes and you know the security of it, the protocols, everything like that to see exactly how the system works because I have a weird feeling this certain individual I'm referring to who is claiming there's fraud ever probably doesn't have a single clue as to exactly um, how any of this happens. He decides he wants to be president and he gets, he gets people who can make him be that. <laughs> That's how it works. And people think that. And if, if they right. tell him he can't be, then he gets his dad's lawyer. <laughs> That's dead but, yeah. I understand it has something to do with a guy named Chad. <laughs> He's got nice dimples. Oh, All right, yeah. let Ian speak. So, um, this one article from Wired, about halfway down to it, it says the most common way of dealing scan- scanners is to have the voter do it. And I, I think basically what this means is the voters, com- uh, yeah, they want to complete their ballots and then feed it into a scanner. So at no point is there the, the most common way has people right off the bat the, um, with the PayPal, it's going through a scanner. No one's counting it by hand. No one's looking at it. 
It's going to be kept for the record, but it's being scanned. No one's tampering with it. No one's touching it. And you have to figure out, well, like mail-in ballots, that's also probably, that would be the most logical way to do it, is to take a stack of them, put them in, throw them through a scanner. Because otherwise, that is thousands and thousands of man hours. And within the scanner logic, yeah, you, there's really almost no chance of fraud because, you know, you're just sending right, just like how they do standardized testing, basically. Um, you know, here in Colorado, that's exactly how the ballots are taught, just like standard testing. You fill in the little hole as well as possible to make sure there's no doubt what you want. And, that you know, that's how it's going to read it. So, so how, how do they, how in this scenario, in, in this, I think this is what, what he's talking about when he's talking about fraud, is that you get a mail-in ballot. You mail that mm-hmm. in, but then on election day, you go and you vote at the polls. How do we prevent that? Okay, so with the mail-in ballots, we have to sign them on the envelope. The envelope itself says who the ballot is from. Not the ballot, not the ballot. The ballot doesn't, it can't have any oh. personal information. The envelope says who, who this is from. You sign it. So what they're doing is they will basically um, visually verify that your signature matches up to what's on file, at which point that they um, have your vote on record. You can actually go online to the government website and see whether or not your vote has been received. Um, so if, if, you, if, you're, if you're worried that your, vote, your ballot got lost in the mail, a week or so after you send it out, go online, check, oh, look, I haven't, let me contact them. And so you can actually find out whether or not your ballot's done up until pretty much the last moment and say, okay, well, my ballot never got received, I'll go and vote in person. But obviously, and then if your ballot, if your ballot has been received, and if your ballot has been received, I imagine they take your name off the list that uh, they're checking at the polls, right? Right. If you show up at the poll, they'll look and say, oh, sorry, according to um, our record, you've already voted. Okay, but what if I if I wait till November 2nd and I mail my ballot in or I go put it in the drop-in box? Yeah, most and people then, go do the drop box. And then November 3rd, I go to the polls. What, how, 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 are you, how are you going to – how do you know that, I, that both those votes aren't going to get counted now? Um, What's the system in place that, to, to prevent that? That's actually a really good question, to tell you the I truth. Think in um, my mind, what exactly they possibly would do is count the first vote, and the next vote that is sent in would be counted out. So so here's what you need to do, Ian, is find out who your representative is and email them that question. Um, and Because uh, you'll get an answer. They, they, they absolutely have a way to prevent this. I don't know what it right. is. But but Colorado has thought about this already. Oh yeah, um, no, that, uh, and, and while you don't have yeah. the answer, it it doesn't mean that the answer doesn't exist because I absolutely believe the answer exists. Um, they 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 have they have checks and balances for this, and and they 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 have a system and they will know, and and because it's happened in Colorado, and and in fact, it's happened because people don't realize you know they sent it in, but. They weren't, but then they didn't remember they voted or, or, I mean, things can happen and and they, and they have gone and investigated those kinds of things. And usually it's a, it's a, um, it's a simple, you know, mistake that the person made. It's not intentional fraud. Yeah. Right. But these things do get investigated because they do happen And the, and the Colorado elections people, I, because I heard an interview with somebody talking about it. So somebody from the board was talking about it in, on one of the podcasts that I listened to. Well, my guess is, once uh, you know, going off guess, going off logic, is if if they have you down as pulling something like that, you will be investigated 
Um, you will be for fraud, and they will go and um, you know, at that point, if you've actually succeeded in voting twice, they go and investigate, and most likely um, pull. You know, good chance you get both of them pulled. I would think as a penalty, but you probably get a fine too, right? I, it, I would I, think so. I think it. I think it depends on the circumstance, right? Yeah. I, I, I think that I think that there it's it because it because there are so few incidents they can do them on a case by case basis. That that's now, the thing is that there's not yeah. massive fraud in the system. So I just found an article from 2017. Colorado is investigating whether a handful of voters cast more than one ballot in the 2016 election. Uh, Williams said 48 people may have either voted twice in Colorado or voted in Colorado and in another state. So only 48 people. Now, back in 2016, they only had 48 cases of this happening that they had to investigate. It's extremely low. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I'll bet you all 48 um, cases of that were Republican voters. I'm just saying. Yeah, but, well, um, uh, it, it doesn't involve voters from both major parties. It's not. Um, but it's 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 stuff like they forgot that they sent it yeah. in or and stuff like that. I mean, it's stupid stuff. It isn't people committing fraud. Yeah. It, it's it's negligence. Right. And, but, yeah. Basically, it says that um, they hand this over to the law enforcement to investigate. That's what the article yep. says. So in 2016, there were 48 people identified for having done that in Colorado. Those were sent out to be investigated. So, uh, yeah. It, so what you're saying is this fraud is massive and widespread. <laughs> oh, obviously. So let me ask, have they uh, patched the machines against the exploit where if you mark a certain sequence of keep or keep or remove judges, uh, if you mark a certain pattern, your vote counts as 10,000 votes? <laughs> have yeah, they patched yeah. that yet, or do we know? Well, there was the um, Robin Williams yeah. movie that, that um, had the faulty machines that um, because of candidates with double letters somehow that counted for extra votes. Uh, I remember that, yeah. It would be man of the year, right? I, that sounds, yeah. But, you know, that, that was a fictional thing. Yeah. Um, you know, we do the know that. just said was fictional, too. Yeah. I made that up. But, you know, basically, Colorado is pretty much everybody votes by mail. There will be oh, yeah. polls open, but by the time the polls come around, they will automatically, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're already taken care of. But because of the way that Colorado does elections, mail-in ballots get get counted immediately, right? That's not true in other states. I believe so. In, in places like Florida and, and I think in, in probably Texas, I mean, you, you – absentee ballots get voted last. And so what, what the concern is now is that you're going to have a red mirage. And what they're saying when they, when, they, when they talk about a red mirage is that it's possible that on election night, it may look like Trump is winning because they haven't processed all the mail-in ballots yet and all the absentee ballots. <coughs> now, that won't be true in Colorado, and that won't be true in Oregon. Is Oregon the other state that's primarily... Or is 100% vote mail-in? Anyway, there's, there's a I, few that's been that yeah. 100% for a while now, I think. Yeah, so in, in those and I think those systems have less voter fraud than others and less mistakes than others. Yeah. Um, of course. Now, when you're talking about a red mirage, is that anything like that purple mirage toy that Ian bought? Never mind. Yeah, that, that's over their heads. Way over their heads. <laughs> Way over. Did it have Clark on it? Okay. Anyway, so I, the, the bottom line is this is not an actual problem. And, yeah. and 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 um, the person you're referring to doesn't have a clue, and and he doesn't but care. However, what, he doesn't care. What we do know is happening right now that is a problem is there are actually um, white supremacist groups um, camping outside of polling places, yeah. and acting threatening. Yeah. We we know that is ha- that is actually physically happening right now. 
um, you know, there are real problems, real issues actually happening right now. Yeah. But the voter fraud, we have been, so this individual has been trying to convince us all this is happening. There's no evidence. The systems have been shown yeah. to actually be working properly for that. I yeah. believe voter intimidation, however, is a crime. Well, but, it, you know, but this is a group that the president supports. So I don't know that it's prosecutable. <laughs> that, that, that's where we're starting to get to some scary lines with all this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we can we can slip into, um, you know, uh, fear mongering and um, and and what and um, uh, conspiracy theories very quickly. Yeah. No. Yeah. But no, in general, our, our election system has actually been proven to be pretty effective. Yep. Um, pretty honest, pretty straightforward. Fraud is extremely rare. Mistakes do happen, however, but you know that the system, it, um, for the most part, does work. Whether or not you agree with the results, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, you're more likely to get uh, killed in Texas on death row <laughs> and be innocent than you know than than uh, be convicted of voter fraud. <laughs> Statistically, <laughs> just straight statistics, I guess. All right. Is there any? Uh, do we have another article that we want to finish up with? I think we're still. Well, okay dumbass, you want to talk about JFK? Uh, yeah. Um, we'll finish with I, that. Uh, okay. Hopefully, hopefully um, that's not as depressing as what we uh, as the other stuff we've been doing. I don't think it is. Uh, let, let me tell you what uh, prompted this whole thing. Um, I came across an article, an, an opinion piece, uh, uh because uh, Trump is planning to uh, host uh, a, a rally, even though he has COVID. Um, and the, the, the opinion was that, uh, this is going to be really bad for him because, um, uh, he is not going to be able to, uh, stay up there for, for like over an hour talking. Um, he, he's going to have to, he, he's not going to have the stamina. He's going to be coughing. He's going to look weak, uh, is the, um, allegation. And, uh, that reminded me of the whole 1960 debate between JFK and Nixon. Now, uh, this, this, is a, this is a thing that uh, even in Canada, uh, I, heard, uh, I remember a teacher telling me, probably in a uh, uh, social studies class or something. Uh, you, you've all heard of this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, for anybody who, who might not uh, know about this, this was the uh, first televised presidential debate ever in 1960. The, uh, the whole uh, um, story is that uh, what they say is uh, Kennedy showed up. Look at he's tanned, uh, looking looking fit and well. Um, whereas uh, uh, Nixon shows up looking haggard, gaunt. He, he's he's got a a bit of a, a five o'clock shadow. Um, he he's, he's got a really poor makeup job. He's sweating a lot. I was gonna uh, say he was, remember, he was a heavy sweater. Yeah, I remember that myself hearing that. Uh, the idea is that this lost him uh, the election. Um, and there, apparently there was actually a, a study done uh, where they like surveyed people who listened to the debate on the radio and those who uh, watched the debate on television. Uh, um, and uh, the, the uh, takeaway was that uh, most of the people who uh, uh, watched the television debate thought, thought that Kennedy had won, uh, whereas most of the people who listened to the debate on the radio uh, thought that Nixon had won. Um, so it, it's this idea that, oh, the, you know, like, uh, you, you come out, if you, if you look weak, uh, if, if, if you, you look weak, that looks are like supremely important. You look weak, you're, you're going to, uh, lose a lot of people. I'll, um, I'll read to you, uh, uh, from this article here. Uh, there is no doubt that Kennedy looked better than Nixon that night. 
Wearing a dark suit and flashing his boyish smile, the junior senator from Massachusetts radiated charisma. Nixon, recovering from a knee infection and a cold, looked gaunt in his gray suit, which blended in with the wall. Sweat streaked, uh, and sweat streaked his lazy shave powder. Uh, fire the makeup man, Nixon's press aide Herb Klein was told by a supporter. Everybody in this part of the country thinks Nixon is sick. Three doctors agreed that he looked as if he had just suffered a coronary. Henry Cabot Lodge, Nixon's running mate, supposedly said, That son of a bitch just cost us the election. Now, I, let, let's start with uh, the visuals of it. I, I have my own thoughts on it, but I included, I, I uh, skipped around a bit in, uh, in the debate, found it on YouTube, and I took some screenshots, uh, included them in the, in the thing here for you. I, I want to get your guys' opinions on uh, what the screenshots uh, look like. Uh, what, what, what your, your opinion on Okay. I, I can't tell that Nixon is that sick in these photos. In fact, he's, yeah. you know, that first one, he's smiling. Um, his suit blends in. I, I'll give you that, that, that better contrast between the background and, and the foreground would be better. Um, Nick, um, Kennedy certainly looks better in, in those. He stands out more. Yeah. yeah. He definitely stands out more. Um, but I, but I can't look at this and go, well, but Nixon looks terrible. Yeah. Um, no, no. No. And, uh, I, regarding the like uh, the uh, unshaven, I I I'm hard pressed to see. Maybe there's like a slight. Just yeah. Nixon looks I'm like Nixon. To see it. Mm-hmm. But the thing of it is, Nixon is not as he's not as presidential looking a man as JFK. JFK, in our opinion, you know, I'm, I'm talking about our opinion as a nation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, JFK, <laughs> JFK does. I would say he looks more relaxed, whereas Nixon looks a lot more intense, which probably would have come across as um, maybe too intense during the debate. Well, I'll would- tell you my impression from watching uh, pieces of the debate, my impression that I thought Kennedy looked really wooden, barely had any changes in facial expressions at all. And I thought uh, uh, that Nixon was much more animated, looked much more uh, like he was into what he was saying. Uh, it seemed much more personable to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 just based on that first photo, you look at that first photo, he's smiling. Nixon or Kennedy never smiles whatsoever. Yeah. Where, where Nixon, Nixon. I, will, I, would, I got the, most of these, uh, I've got most of these shots at random, but I will admit that uh, I've made special effort to get that shot because I thought it was pretty photogenic. Uh, I'd like, I like to say that it's uh, based on, uh, based on beauty to the eye as well. Um, and there's an awful lot of people who did like Kennedy for some strange reason for his looks. Um, I don't understand it. His eyes looks really. He, he, he um, looks like know, he, it looks like a boxer's you know, taken I, to him a few times, right? Based there. Uh, based, <laughs> yeah, based on that description I, I, I've read, um, I think I, I think I read a, another person uh, say in another article that he looked like death. And I, I, I'm looking at him in the in the thing here, and I'm like, I think he, he looks fine. I, I he agree. Looks fine to me. But something I'm noting here in these screenshots is that Nixon's Nixon's features are less symmetrical than Kennedy's. Yeah. He's got, it looks like his left eye is a little bit lower. um, And that smile in the first picture actually comes across a little bit, almost like a sneer. Yeah, it it is. But I don't know, but Kennedy looks like he's got his left eye closed in in these. I I don't know that he... Yeah. But he looks more relaxed all the way through. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah. So I don't I don't understand what people in the 60s were thinking with, with all this talk about uh, how horrible uh, Nixon looks uh, on television. I, I don't know. He's a, Kennedy speaks better in general. You, you listen you listen to um, the, the speeches that Kennedy gave and you listen to the speeches that Nixon gave. His speaking, his his voice is more palatable. Nixon's voice is, is not is not nearly as uh, is is. Uh, but Nixon seems to have a palate, um, something going on with his palate there too. I don't know. It could be, but I'm just saying. But you, you listen. Yeah, I don't know. It could just be listening to the two. I I don't know. But, but they say on the radio that that Nixon did, came across better, and that for whatever reason on television, Kennedy came across better. Yeah, Kennedy had a really distinct. Uh, distinct cadence to his to his speech giving voice, and it it reminds me a lot. If if I'm picturing it in my mind correctly, it reminds me a lot of the the cadence that Obama gave speeches with and gives speeches with. I don't know. Do you remember from your kid how Plato sounded? Real switch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So yeah, now uh, uh, so uh, I wanted to to get to the bottom of uh, what this was about and what the survey is. So apparently there was there was a survey done that they tracked it down. There were two thousand one hundred respondents, but only two hundred and eighty two of them had listened to the radio, and only one hundred and seventy eight of those expressed an opinion on who won the debate. So not exactly uh, a big sample size there. Um, and you can. And- you can you can skew the results of a survey any way you want to. Right, and there, 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 the data. Uh, there, there, there's one thing here that uh, in 1960, approximately 90 percent of households uh, had television. The, the the thing is that there is a difference about uh, people who didn't have uh, television sets that that's kind of uh, built into it. Uh, people who didn't have television sets tended to be in uh, more uh, rural areas, uh, and they tended to be a lot more conservative. True. Uh, which is a, a big uh, uh, confounding factor. You mean you mean places like Tyler, Texas? <laughs> Pretty sure um, they've got a TV in Tyler right now. <laughs> I'm not so sure. <laughs> I don't know. Otherwise, how would they know about Netflix? Oh, good point. <laughs> Thing is, too, I think people believe that uh, it's an American show, basically, but it was made in in. France, France. What show? You, what show are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I went back a bit, didn't I? <laughs> I went back to sleep. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think she's talking about cuties. She was talking about cuties. <laughs> I was talking about cuties. I, I just got. That's funny. Never mind. <laughs> so, so what? What was her conclusion here, dumbass? <laughs> So um, I, I, want, I want you guys to actually guess. Uh, they, they say that uh, this televised debate, debate uh, ruined uh, the campaign for Nixon. How, how much do you think Nixon lost by? I don't know how much he lost by, but I bet the debate had little to do with it. Um, he, he, the, he lost by 0.2% uh, uh, from 99 point, uh, 49.5 uh, to uh, 49.7. That's, I mean, that's slim. That's a slim margin. It's very slow market. Yeah, and, and uh, how did that how did that play out electorally? Um, well, uh, the repercussion uh, uh, to it uh, there, there uh, uh, no like uh, this was a widespread belief that uh, he lost the election because of this, and nobody he he wasn't uh, willing to um, uh, debate and tele- televise debates after that. Nobody was 
until uh, uh where the uh, until 1976 i think it was yeah it was um it was uh, well, uh no i mean was that Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford. was that 0.2% was that popular vote or was that electoral vote I that's what i was know. asking when i was asking how that played out electorally was that the popular vote and how did the electoral have look yeah, I they, do they, don't, they don't go into that here. But interestingly, so the, I mean, the, it was it was the Ford Carter debate that, that brought this back to television. And both of those candidates, you know, Ford figured he had nothing to lose at that point. Right. He, he and and uh, um, and Carter was was willing to debate. And, and, you know, and they weren't sure if they were going to get be able to make that happen. And the guy who set that up was recently I think that he was on Science Friday. Talking about you know get about about how he brought the debates back to, to television and you know because because they weren't sure that either candidate was going to be willing to do it and probably be because of this and you know and Carter was already losing he he had nothing he had nothing to lose and everything to gain um, and so and they, and they didn't and or I'm sorry Ford they weren't sure that Carter was going to be willing to do it but um, but but he was he wanted he wanted to have those debates. And so, and and and, and so, the, and that's an interesting story in and of itself. How, how we got the debates back to television. Yeah, but Ford going up against Carter in a debate. If Ford was a was a very intelligent man, but he didn't come across. He wasn't. Um, he wasn't real quick on his feet. So you know, I, I I don't know if you if you remember the when Chevy Chase was was playing Ford on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and just being really clumsy, even though that was not a thing about him at all. Apparently, right. he was actually quite athletic, quite agile. From what I- yeah. yeah, but he yeah. just wasn't real fast on his feet, and he wasn't he wasn't a quick person to answer. He's the kind of person who would take a very measured time to respond. Well, I think and you can get away with Carter that in a debate. Was, Carter was particularly, you know, he was um, he came across. Plain spoken, he came across very honest, and I, you know, honestly, from what I know about him today, apparently those are gen- were genuine traits. Yeah, but but um, you know, he would come across a lot better in a debate. Well, but at that, but Ford was already losing, so he yeah, he had I nothing he, at that point. He, he I mean, it, it wasn't going to hurt him, and and it could potentially help him. Carter was the one that that they weren't sure because he had more to lose. Um, right. but, but once again, like you say, he was a, he was a better public speaker. Oh yeah. So yeah. But th- that, oh, that, yeah. I mean, I, that's uh, another story. I spent some time, uh, flipping around, uh, different parts in debate, looking for signs of, uh, Nixon looking like any, any of the things that they were saying about Nixon. I, I noticed like there's sometimes a little bit of a, a sheen, uh, on, on his face from him sweating. Sure. I, I noticed him take out, uh, uh, a hanky and dab at himself a couple of times. But other than that, uh, I'm not seeing where anybody was getting this from. And this was such a widespread belief that it held up uh, a television presidential debates for 16 years. Oh, yeah. No, I, I remember Futurama having some jokes about it as well. Um, you know, it, it was a thing that was joked about that was in the humor that, you know, was in our commentary socially. So, yeah, I don't think and, that and these yeah, debates. I'm just not seeing it. I don't, I don't think these debates make or break a president. I really don't. I mean, Trump doesn't debate well, but I don't. I don't. I don't think that that last debate, whether he won it or lost it, it really is going to ultimately affect how he um, whether whether he wins or loses. I I don't think the debates have that much sway. Not at this point of time. This is a completely different situation 
Maybe. Um, compared to pretty much any other I've seen when it comes to uh, presidential stuff. Um, I, I, I don't know where you're coming from with uh, Trump doesn't debate well, though. <laughs> Because he thinks he debates wonderfully. Yeah, he does. Uh, but even even when you get a debate against two people that are are good debaters, right? And and I mean, we've had better debates than this. I don't I don't think they make or break that you know the the electorate. I I, I don't I don't and I don't and I don't think it did here either. Right? It, it's really hard. It's really hard to pinpoint one thing that that make her that makes or breaks a candidacy. I agree, and I kind of think that a lot of political science is just uh, their kind of gut instincts on it, and a lot of it is probably wrong. I'm thinking mm. of specific things like that. It's all about like really controlling your movements and stuff. You you know that uh, pres- presidential point that you only point with your thumb because people are turned off if you use your finger. Uh, is that based on anything? I, I'm, I don't I'm know. not sure that it is. Well, actually, one of the observations someone had made tell me about was that generally, if you look at it, the person that wins. Uh, that will um, win the presidency is the person you'd most likely um, want to go out and have a beer with. I yeah, believe a, that. I, I believe that more than whether or not they won the debate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a popularity contest on a lot of levels. We have an idea of what what looks presidential. Yeah, which is why um, you know uh, George Herbert Walker Bush was a one term president, if memory serves. Yep, he was. He lost to Clinton. And uh, right, whereas, but- whereas George Walker Bush, his son, had more of that. He, yeah, the father looked kind of nerdy, despite his valor in the war, and the son looked like looked like the man's man. Yeah, but I think you can go back to but to the Bush one and look at Ross Perot, and 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 I think that you can you can calculate just how many votes he took from Bush. Oh yeah, no, mm-hmm. I don't I don't disagree with that. Rasparo was definitely he was in there as a spoiler, and he did spoil it, right? And I don't think yeah. that that was. His, I mean, I think he wanted to be president, but otherwise, I think we might have had a second Bush term, right? I I, I don't know for sure, but I remember that election, I, and I remember Rasparo was quite the character, and and I think oh, yeah. and and he and he got a good a portion of the votes, and he was on the ballot till the end. He didn't pull out. Um, and as far as independents go, he came closer than any other independent. Twice. Yep. yep. And uh, I think that I, I think you can look at that and go, well, he that was pr- it was probably good for Bill Clinton. Yeah, but yeah. you know, let's 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 look at Bill Clinton. But let's Bill not. Clinton has an almost. <laughs> uh, he had an almost super. He has an almost supernatural ability to tell you stuff and yeah. make it so. That well, he, yeah, and he's pretty smarmy too. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not a guy that I want to spend a lot of time defending. Quite frankly. <laughs> I think though that that is a good note to end it on. <laughs> so say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. That is another one in ex-president Clinton's camp. <laughs> if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Sharealike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Kennel. Find more of Peter's music at SoundCloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at MySpace.com. 
facebook.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.